Hello and welcome to the third episode of Ask Get This Girl a Job. Um, my name is Rosanna and today I am with Katie and we have a very, very special guest uh, and her name is Priya. Hi, I'm Priya. And today we are going to be talking about vision. Um, and answering your questions um, along those lines. So this past week, we had two great episodes from Savannah and Stephanie. Savannah started her own bakery after graduating from UChicago and talks about um, the challenges of finding her own path to do that. And Stephanie um, actually changed paths during college from being a nursing major to apparel merchandising and is now um, you know, going through the whole promotion process and getting, has a great job at Bob Mauer. Uh, You can find the links to both episodes um, in the description. So this first question today comes from Samira, who attends the University of Chicago. And Samira asks, should you choose an unpaid internship that you love over one that's paid, but you don't love as much? This is a really important question, I think, because um, it's especially common in government internships um, because for some reason the government doesn't pay interns that often. Um, And so I guess my, my thoughts on this are mostly if it is financially possible for you to save money during doing a student job during the year or something like that to make it work, even if you're going to break even, um, I think it's totally worth it in some situations because then you can truly figure out, um, if that path is meant for you, there are also a lot of other, other options such as, you know, fellowships and things like that for specific fields that you can get. But then again, if it's not financially possible, then you will not lose a bunch by taking a paid internship. Anyway, anyway, Rosanna, I don't know if you have more experience with that, but no, I would totally agree. I think it depends on, um, what, you like both what is feasible, um, for you and your family and, um, how you can move forward, um, and what you'll really be getting out of each job. Because if it's an unpaid internship, but it's the internship of your dreams and you can make it work, um, then I think absolutely take that. But if you're going to get a similar skill set um, from doing a job that is paid, like it, the, the monetary factor should absolutely be a consideration. Um, Priya, I don't know if you have like, I actually, yeah, I actually do. Last summer I worked in, I worked in a biophysics lab and I did not get paid, but that experience was great because I realized that's not what I want to do. So I, it really does help you choose your path because I'm doing something actually like this summer versus like I would have continued with research, which doesn't make me happy. Exactly. So our next question is one that, um, I have specifically, and it is, um, for Priya, how, um, would you go about, how would you recommend going about navigating a conference? I think the first thing is to decide why you're going in the first place. If you're going to meet people who are like-minded, if you're looking for a network to increase, like looking for people to join your startup, it depends on what you're looking for. But once you know, I think definitely like signing up to go to a conference with your friends so it's not as intimidating because there's going to be hundreds of people that you've never met before. But then the best thing is that everyone's there for the same reason. They're all there because you have the same academic 
platform or you have you're interested in the same social impact cause so once you're there just conferences are usually really like you could personalize it to what you want there's different speakers and there's different sessions and you just pick what interests you definitely take a notepad around so you could like jot down questions and like actually ask like these prominent speakers like things you can't on a regular basis yeah Katie, what um, has your experience been with conferences? Yeah, so I've had the opportunity to attend a few conferences at this point, a couple on totally different things. So um, I've been to the Women in Physics conference twice now, um, which is falls under more of the category of people who are like-minded and um especially since it's only women in STEM, it's great to go and meet a bunch of people from other universities who have different perspectives on what it's like to be a physics major. And they also offer different panels for different career paths. So it's not just academic focused, but rather, you know, if you want to go into policy or education or um, a related field, they also provide information on that, as well as opportunities to practice presentations and poster um, poster sessions. Um, I also did... Um, totally something different between um, going to the Astronomical League conference in Washington, D.C. in 2016, I believe. And that one was different because it was totally, um, it was a wide variety of people who were all there just because of their common love of astronomy and um, just observing. So a lot of these people were not astronomers by trade, but rather, you know, did a a totally different career path and then just had an interest in this subject. So we would go and listen to um, a series of talks from scientists they brought in. And it's a really great opportunity to meet people on both ends. It's a great opportunity to meet people, network, um, you know, explore potentially new opportunities by attending career fairs. Um, And it's wholeheartedly, I'd say it's worthwhile. Yeah, that's really exciting. And this weekend, I cannot wait to put all of these skills into practice um, at the Elevate Conference. Yeah, so the Elevate Conference is a conference that's happening at U Chicago in Ida Noise on Saturday, April 21st. And it starts at 9.30. You could find tickets at the like look at the link below. But it's basically a women empowerment conference. And there's 100 40 people from like different divisions of the university. So definitely going to meet a lot of people. Yeah. And I'll be, you can follow along with me on my Instagram at xoxorosana.blog. Um, it'll be all over my Instagram story this weekend. So as you know, on our Ask Get This Girl a Job episode, we have Alita sharing her two-minute tips with us. I'm Alita Miranda-Wolf, and I graduated from East Chicago in 2014. I studied English, law letters and society, and romance languages. I'm currently the director of platform at Hyde Park Angels, where I manage investors, partners, brand, and portfolio companies. I'm also a career coach outside of my career in venture capital. So when you have competing interests and opportunities, how do you shape your path? Something that is really common among millennials and Generation Z is that there are a lot of different things that people want to do, and they're not related. So the days of being in a finance-specific 
sorority and studying econ and being part of a student investment group are sort of long gone. People are really embracing anything that catches their interest because they're used to being consumers in life. But it's very hard to package yourself if you have multi-potentialities, if there are many things you're interested in and can do. In terms of finding a path, know that it's a lot less about how you can make categories fit together and a lot more about how you can boil things down to core abstract values and define what those mean. So you're really looking in everything that you do to be able to tell a story to yourself about why it matters related to what you want in life. So you might say, well, what I've studied is very analytical and finance driven, but in my spare time, all I'm doing is arts. Well, think about the values that actually matter to you in both. Did you study finance because you like to solve problems? Are you making things when it comes to the arts? Maybe what you're looking for then in terms of a path is something, some career move that allows you to solve problems and make things from scratch. And then you can start to define there. Your path does not have to be super narrow. You're going to change jobs five to seven times in your career. And I don't just mean jobs. I mean actual career trajectories. That's going to happen. That's a fact of life. Know what it is you want. And one of the biggest things that I would say is figure out the person that you aspire to be. I would look at leaders that you look up to and admire. And I would boil down a few characteristics that they all share. So personally, when I was embarking on this search, I said I'm going to be industry agnostic and I'm going to be relatively role agnostic. I can do a lot of different things, so I'm not going to slot myself into analyst or consultant. I'm going to look at roles where I could do the job, but I'm going to focus on the leaders because what it's going to matter to me is culture, and a culture adopts the personality of the leadership. So for me, what I wanted was leadership that was kind, thoughtful, and humble. That's not everybody. But I created a list of 16 leaders who exhibited those qualities. Some of them I knew. Some of them I had watched YouTube videos of. Some of them I had read about in the news or I had read their books. And I started cataloging all of the things about them that I respected and admired and started shaping my path around it. But I really do believe in major purpose. And so another way to think about this is to create a purpose statement for what you want to do in the world. This can be really hard, but we talked about mapping out what you like, what you don't like, what you want and don't want in a previous episode. Do that again, and this time think about how it ties to a greater purpose statement. That might be, in my case, that my purpose is to make the world more beautiful by helping people better themselves as opposed to best others you may have a different purpose statement. But that's really what should be shaping your path. Figure out what your desired outcome is, and then all of the steps will fill in. Twenty-fifth hour lifestyle. So my twenty-fifth hour lifestyle this week. Can I say the whole week? Because basically I woke up on Thursday at 6 a.m. because I needed to finish a P-set by that night. Um, So I was coding in R, and I have very little experience in R. So I coded for 13 hours and still somehow managed to get initiated for Kappa and then do a bunch of different things over the weekend. So basically every waking moment I had was either spent with a friend, with my books in the library, um, or doing something very specific. And I just felt like 
I, I felt energized by it though. It was not to the point where it felt like, Oh, I just one more thing to do. Um, the constant flow of the activities between the social and the studying the past week has been really good. And I felt like I have a good momentum to keep myself going through the end of the semester. Cause that's coming up. That's awesome. Priya, what was your moment this week? So the conference is happening on the weekend. So there's a lot like happening with that. I had to spend $600 booking a plane ticket for one of the speakers flying in from DC, which I think is unreasonable. But we also had um, a t-shirt order sent out for like a hundred t-shirts. So just like keeping up with everything happening with the conference and just like checking the tickets, making sure that like people are actually like coming and also like physics class (laughs) like everything together I feel like I've been pretty productive since the quarter started yeah and I think my 25th hour lifestyle moment this week was um I had um a moment on Monday afternoon after class where I just felt like I was um not as organized as I could have been and like just didn't have my feet under me so I like had too many things to do and just took half an hour to sit down and plan through everything that I wanted to get done. And like just taking that half an hour, writing it all down and having a list to work off of, um, was just the most helpful thing to move forward and like effectively complete all the tasks and like still get to sleep on time and still get to see friends and everything. So I had like a wonderfully, (laughs) planned out and organized rest of the week because of it. And like, it really got me out of this funk, um, of like scrambling that I think happens at the beginning of the quarter when you're like, not quite ready to give up on vacation just yet. to this episode of ask get this girl a job we really love your support and would super appreciate you rating reviewing and subscribing to this podcast it'll only help us keep improving and keep providing great information so you can tackle your job search process i'm katie i'm rosanna and i'm priya and we'll see you next time on get this girl a job